I got into this because I'd had enough. I was fed up, but I got to put my words into action because I felt that at that moment when I spoke to the board of supervisors, there was millions of people listening. As I've sort of become a leader in this movement, I've realized that people want nothing more than to get on board to get their freedom back. If my voice gets heard and helps people, then this has all been well worth it. If my kids have a better America to live in, then this is absolutely worth it. I really don't like this stuff. I never wanted to be part of a production or a movie or, you know, I'd rather be out in the fields fighting somebody. Way that we fight, if this is the way that we inspire uh, people to move forward and, and to come on board with us, you know, for the win, then I'll be here. So. This is a good start. It's a new edition. This is a good start, though. Yeah, Yeah, it is. That's it? That's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're here. Yeah. I feel like it's been a little bit since we've been here. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, good to see you back with us. Yeah, good to be here. Lonnie, we have Jesse Lane. Yeah. What's that? Is that Levi Garrett? Some Levi Garrett. I'm going to tell you a story about that stuff. So I was, <laughs> I was probably 14, 15 years old, you know, and chewed Copenhagen for the first time and tried to puke my guts out. I couldn't puke. I just dry heaved for about, you know, a day, right? <laughs> I was like, I'm never doing this shit again, you know? Next day I was chewing Copenhagen. No big deal. And then a buddy went, I was like, hey, man, you got to try this Levi Garrett, you know? You don't have to spit. You can just swallow it. You know? Oh, <laughs> it's like candy. It's like, candy. The, like the sandlot. Uh, I know. That's what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, like exactly. the sandlot. Like a big old, you know. Well, it tastes good. Kind of sweet. <laughs> big old swallowing. Jesse, Jesse <laughs> washes it down with Red Bull. Yeah, he's like uh, oh, iron gut. You know what's funny is when I was that age, I was like, oh, I'm only gonna chew for like till I'm 20. You know. When I was 20, I was like, I'm only going to chew till I'm 25 and then 30. And then you know, next thing you know, I'm like, you never quit. God dang. Yeah. You yeah. know, I don't know. Probably why I don't get sick, though. So. Yeah, I think I think it's my thing, too. Yeah. I don't get sick from anything. Yeah. No flu shots, no COVID shots. I'm good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You got it right there in the bag. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's my care. Exactly. Red Bull and Levi Garrett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not a health podcast. Th- those are no. FDA approved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think they are somewhere on there. You can read it. You find oh, the vaccination. They can sell them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lonnie, you had a heck of a weekend. Talking yeah, about I did. That stuff, right? I did. Yeah, I went down to that uh, Free and the Brave conference, yeah. and it was phenomenal. So much info, um, amazing speakers. You know, what was it, the one takeaway? Um, several takeaways, but I would say for me, what was covered. Um, Everything from the financial implications that are driving a bunch of what's been launched on us as far as COVID, all the way to what doctors are saying about the vaccination and the technologies that could or could not be in the vaccination, yeah. 
don't get the vaccination. Don't get it. Don't get it. There's natural paths that are that have done 400 page papers that tell you here's a natural yeah. remedy that worked for 100 percent of patients and that were hospitalized. And so there's a lot of information that needs to be sifted through. And I think people have done it. He did 400 page paper. And, you know, it's like that guy went through it. It's not just a concept that he came up with. And so that was the biggest takeaway. It's like it's a trial period, if yeah. nothing else. So just and this hold is, off. This is a pandemic guy, correct? Yeah, it was the pandemic guy, um, David E. Martin, and I spent like five hours with him. Nice, and that was incredible. But he also did a speech, and then there was other speakers, doctors, and be cool to get him so on. Forth. Yeah, you know, I think we should. We should. He'll bit. remote in anytime. Yeah. Like he is all for this, and had an amazing life story. And you know, if you look him up, you see him on shows that where he's talking about you know they're asking him should we buy ge stock or not yeah. like the whole nation's watching all the way yeah. back to when they were trying to figure out tax fraud they hire him you know like and then patent law they he ends up at c- congressional hearings and he's got this whole at a young st- age young age crazy young age so he's been doing this forever did i hear I mean, you say that at six years old he went to stanford yeah some cr- yeah. yeah pretty wild like life story where Decode. he is basically Computers you know or something crazy he, yeah, yeah yeah he has an incredible background and i think he's one of those guys you know the more i learn about him that he might spend one to five years doing something that would take us 40 years to figure out that's yeah. why he can talk to so many different points mm-hmm. and has such an interesting perspective but he brings it all right back down to home where take care of your family Grow your own food, have your own land, have your own space. It gets back to the basics. So you have all this complexity, right? Things what do I do? Know. What do I do with all this complexity? Well, hold off on the vaccine. It, it's not even at a trial state. For, the company's stated for a couple of years, so I'm not going to touch that thing until they're done with their illegal human trials that they're launching. We right talked now, to so. a doctor here locally who said that he actually got the vaccine. Yeah, but he said he did it just you know as an example to his patients, you know, or just just to err on the side of caution. But he also said, you know, if I'm you, I'm, I'm not getting it. I, I wouldn't get it. I said wait because who knows? I could keel over and die in six months. You know, right. so let's wait until right. the jury's out and we see the results before we go. You and there's so about getting something like that. Yeah, and so many of the doctors you ask them, well, what's all the ingredients and can you tell me the risk versus gain in them? And they'll just give you a blank stare. All the way, I mean. Anybody in town probably would be able to do that and say, we don't know, just like that doctor. There's so much. And even the name is incorrect. Vaccine. In all prior history, a vaccine was a one-time shot, and you now have walk around with the antibodies, and you're good to go. This is a flu shot. So in similar, it should be labeled a shot because there's already boosters. There's already going to be continued injections. It's a jab. Injections. It's, it's, it's a jab. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's total total misleading. And um, what did you yeah, get yours so. yet? Have I gotten mine? <laughs> no. I mean, I've, I've never even had a regular flu shot. Yeah, I, know. I identify as vaccinated. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw for the first yeah. time today. I actually saw somebody who was at a gas station. They had a pin that said vaccinated. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, There's people getting tattoos with it on their arms. Taking selfies. Yeah. And, and my thing on it is like, hey, if somebody wanted to get vaccinated, go ahead. Yeah. It's your body. It's your choices. That's fine. Just you're not going to put that on me. I'm, sure. I'm going to make my own choices. You I, know? I, I, yeah. I think there's and, so much research out there, though, that has and hasn't been done. That kind of makes me think it's dangerous, so I wouldn't want to encourage people, you know. Mm-hmm. I just try I, to go I'm at it like, common sense. I'm with you. Like, if you I'm know, not I'm sick, don't put choice, a virus in. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is The jury's still out. But yeah. that, that is the problem, like Jason's saying. Even locally, we have this big tiff of get it, don't get it. 
you want it, get it. You don't want to get it, don't get it. Yeah. Like don't don't incriminate anyone for I, not having it. I just hope yeah. we get to the point where you're gonna need it to do anything, right? To get on a plane, to go oh, yeah. that's when across state lines. Line. To, I mean yeah. who knows? Who knows what it's gonna come Well, down and to. that's so the interesting piece yeah. that I learned from that guy is when when you go down these rabbit trails, right? And it's not a rabbit trail. If they suggest, anyone suggests or promotes or coerces you to do a medical treatment, it has to be proven effective in what is being prescribed. Yeah. This has not been proven effective. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, it's in is, a trial. It's, it's in literally trial in a trial stage. stage. Yeah, that's yeah. why FDA can't approve it. They have to pr- c- approve that it actually does affect change on mm-hmm. coronavirus mm-hmm. or COVID-19, and they have not proven that. So this is actually a violation of law. So these people that are saying, well, we're putting everyone at risk or employers, they're saying, well, I can't have my people get sick. I might get sued. Well, think about the flip side of that. If you're coercing your people to do something that infects their medical, you know, well-being and you don't have proof, which you look right now, you have belief on what this shot does that's right. the honest truth of it and it's a i mean it's a mass crime so we, it's actually seen criminal. these rewards that they're giving people now and the Reading mm-hmm. rancheria just told their staff today that they will give them a thousand dollars on their next paycheck right if they get right the shot you know which i think it's just following that bandwagon the people i don't who, think that's who, who well hurt, they might say a thousand bucks shoot that'll buy me groceries you oh, know? Yeah. i mean that's yeah, yeah. I mean, and if these, you think about the setup right if it's if it's if it's blurring legal lines mm-hmm. now no one's on the hook no one's mandated. If I have to because pay I just to kinda, do something, I just kind of convinced <laughs> that you. you need to know. You know, you, you, know, you, you gotta, yeah. everyone's going under their free will. Yeah. So it's not in the end of all this thing. If there is backlash on the actual health ramifications, no one will be really held accountable. Sure. Well, that's what they've done in this whole thing is they found the the ultimate carrot. It's money. Oh yeah, money. Absolutely. Everything money. Yep. You know, hey, take the shot. We'll give you some money. Yep. Oh hey, yep. you know, we want you to stay, stay home. home. We'll get you some money. Yeah. And now it's it's become this ingrained mentality. As an employer, it's hard to find anybody that no, you to come in. Right I've been I having mean, this conversation for weeks now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm super blessed. We're super busy. The construction industry is booming right now. Yeah. I mean, we can't hardly keep up with what the demand is. But we can't find people that want to work. Yeah. We can't find qualified people that want to work. So it, it's this double-edged sword that. Okay, hey, great. You want to offer this money? Well, that people are sitting back and saying, "Well, why should I go to work?" Mm-hmm. And it and we already had a really crappy work mentality that was already starting in the these generations that are coming in. Oh, yeah. Now it's even now it's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now you got like we were talking about social media. You can sit at home on social media and make money mm-hmm. in a, a variety of facets. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I want to get, you know, a million TikToker follows. Yeah. Well, okay, well, now I'm making X amount. And there's companies now that go, all they do is you pay them, and they go in and boost your following for right. you. Mm-hmm. So then you get up to You're this. kind of monetize y- yeah, you know, social media presence, you know. You know? Yeah, and, and this is basically what I wanted to talk about today was, you know, the, the pros and cons of social media. Because let's be fair to to what we're doing here, we couldn't do it without a good social media presence. And it's our, our job, really, you know, to get our message out is to, to grow that following. But it's a double-edged sword, you know. Uh, when I start seeing kids who are addicted to these things, you know. And well, they are, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These yeah. depression levels are going up. And, I mean, what's a kid even see? I mean, we have many lenses that we see, see things through as adults because of our experience in life. But what do you think these kids see when they go and scroll through Instagram or Facebook, you know? And well, just what Facebook wants you to see. Yeah. It's all filtered and, and bizarre, you know. And that just came out. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that, but. Uh, Project Veritas blew out how Liberty 
based vaccine reluctance mm-hmm. and how Facebook started filtering all those people. Oh, guaranteed. And there's algorithms behind all this stuff. So what they're getting is a doctored we get view of life. The time. Yeah. We they've get, they've been filtering time. our stuff. For, I mean, your stuff gets filtered. Mine gets filtered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, people, yeah. I, I'll put a post up and something like, I've never seen that post. Yeah. I'm going to go back yeah. and look for it. It gets shadow banned. It yeah. does. Yeah. It is all shadow yeah. banned. But you, well, you they're know, actually, as far as being a parent, you got to, you know, you got to protect your kids. And I, I, I think way too many kids when they're, you know, adolescent looking, looking through all that stuff is garbage. I, we were pretty strict on my kids. They, they didn't even get a phone till they were in high school and then it didn't even have internet, you know, it was later on. And then even, even when they left for college, we made them still plug their phones in the kitchen at night because, you know, what does a high school kid need with their phone in their bedroom all night long? The you problem know, is they're indoctrinating our kids. They are. With everything they're showing our kids on social media, what's acceptable on TV, right. social media. Things. They are normalizing. Masks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. With with all the cell phones in my own home, with my kids, it wasn't a popular decision and <laughs> for my kids. But I put a house phone in. Mm-hmm. And I told them, hey, if your friends want to call, they can call the house phone. Do you even make those anymore? But, yeah. Back, at, back in the day, our parents knew who we were hanging around. Oh, yeah. Because... They'd call the house. Now kids have such autonomy to they you don't unless you're going through their phone every day or seeing their call logs or and taking hours of your day to try and police your kids. It's it's so much different, you know. And we well, a friend of mine, his daughter just went to prom. That's the d- big difference. I look back at my senior prom. I looked how girls dressed, how they the makeup and everything else. I mean, Allie's a beautiful little girl. But there was a woman that walked into the driveway, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, I'm, and you start thinking about this stuff and how fast kids are growing up and what they're introduced to because of social media. At younger ages. Yeah, yeah. cable TV, video games, all of it. School, yeah, well, you we, know? we would never allow our children to go out into the street and just meet random strangers, ever. Like, we're going to be like, oh, I just go out, you know, for a few hours, just go meet random strangers out, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. know, out in town. But they have access to millions of strangers, and millions yeah. of strangers have access to them. You know, yeah. strangers have access to our children, and that's what scares me. Is yeah. you know, unless you know how to work the proper filters. But even with that, with fake accounts, and we'll talk about fake accounts here, Jesse. You know, <laughs> yeah. coming up. But you know, you can sneak your way into whatever you want to sneak your way into. You can get past these filters if you, if you just spend a little bit of time doing it. And so we have a rule in our house. You know, kids aren't allowed to be in their rooms with their phones. You know, just yeah. like this. Yeah. I mean, it's. A, I, I don't like it. I. Um, I worry. I worry, you know, about people because it it's not like the guy in the van, you know, who says, hey, get in the van, you know, or you want some candy. It's not that guy, right? It's the guy who just starts to befriend them, you know, and says, well, hey, I, I know your mom. I know your dad or, you know, whatever. We had a, we had a gal that, that uh, works in human trafficking come and do a presentation for our community watch, and she was talking about the locations. They, they get their locations when those mm-hmm. kids are posting and stuff, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, unless they have all their locations. This is a tracker. This is an ankle monitor right here. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. We've done we've done probably ten or twelve different little jobs with children at night and different other nonprofits. Mm -hmm. We're same thing. A girl, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year old girl, you know, usually stocked in Sacramento. They get on their phones. They meet this guy. He's seventeen. Girl goes and meets him at the mall. Ends up being twenty two, twenty three, twenty five year old guy. Four months later. It's his girlfriend. Parents aren't okay with it. Next thing you know, the girl's missing, ran away with the guy. And we get calls that these guys are up in hotels, whether in Anderson or Shasta Lake, different Motel 6s. Mm-hmm. We've gone to Sacramento, Stockton. 
And I mean, that's how they get them. They they make them think it's seventeen year old boy starts sure. liking all their stuff. We're in this we're in a society of like you you get a like or a heart on your thing. You think, oh man, this guy's it, awesome. It's, it's literally a dopamine hit. You guys, it know is. That. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, where when you get a like, and we're all guilty of it, right? We post them like, oh, you get a like. It's like it makes you feel good. It hits a dopamine hit in your brain. That's saying awesome good job you're it, it, it's it's encouraging you know? i like well, the pissed got, off faces yeah that's that's when i know it really got <laughs> somewhere <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the red with face we've become a social society have, have you guys watched the social experiment have you guys seen that i've seen social dilemma not experiment social dilemma is that the one you're talking social, about social oh it's it's yeah. it's spooky you know? for sure if you watch yeah. it yeah that, that, that's the one yeah okay my I thought there might like, be dad you gotta watch this you know and i was like i'll watch it i was I was appalled and yeah. surprised. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, th th they're watching every single human pattern can be tracked through our social media. Well, and that's yeah. the value piece behind all of it. It's a data grab. Mm -hmm. I mean, what goes on to get information if you think about it? And then they know exactly how to tailor every ad to you, filter your feed, make you feel like you're safe and have a bunch of friends that agree with the exact same things and then pump you whatever product yep. that all them bought and just... The trail is immense. Mm -hmm. So it is. It's a big old fat data grab. And do you want to have your kids all wired into that at a young age? Mm -hmm. You know, well, I just tell my kids. Immediate gratification. I, I Everything I, is right then, right then, right at your fingertips. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Almost the majority of education is now the actual learning portion of it is damn near obsolete. Yeah. You can get on your phone, find any math problem. Don't have to work it out. Oh, yeah. Any yeah. historical thing. Right. You know, and that's. That's where these kids, it's, uh, well, I want that. I don't want to wait. I don't want to work sure. hard for something. I want that immediate gratification. And that's what these phones and everything else sure. are doing. Mm -hmm. it's, but it's I also ridiculous. think that, you know, if, um, if you're able to master this, you know, if, if you're able to put the right filters on your life to master this thing right here, this phone, I mean, you can be whatever you want. I mean, it's let's powerful. Face it, you, you can build an empire. Yeah, if you watch Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah, I don't know if <laughs> Gary V, man, yeah, that guy. he like you know if, if you have any Gary V videos, there's an awesome video actually on Gary V. If you Google or YouTube Gary Vaynerchuk College, he has about a 45 second rant on college, which I love because we've talked about this before. How colleges are just a pipeline of it's a filter of uh, indoctrination. indoctrination yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I asked yeah. that guy who was a genius, you know, and yeah. spent. He wrote. He didn't even really go to formal school. He just wrote. I'm going to get my PhD and write my doctorate about human um, emotion and frequency so match, he didn't go ma to school. matching he, he, an, an MRI machine. That's what oh. he wrote. Wrote his doctorate, in. and he's like, "Yeah, I wrote the formula for that." And I'm sitting there looking at my. Okay, so I don't, does I don't have, have any. Idea. I don't, I don't does, know what does, to does say to that. Doctor, right? Like, does somebody <laughs> give him an honorary doctor? But I asked him about school. Yeah. Was what was interesting, and he said, "Ask any sixth grader what they're going to do." when they're done with school and yeah. what they're going to school for. And it probably won't exist at the rate technology's going, like you're saying. I mean, right. so many things I, I, are I becoming I think this is a good one to you, but this isn't it. It's just about a 45-second rant. If you, if you just put, yeah, just put college, uh, you scroll down. It's pretty cool what we can do. No, that's not it. I've seen this one too, but it's just a short one. Right there, college. That's it, right there. If you are watching this and you are collecting debt to go to college to be a business person, quit. Other than the jobs, lawyers, doctors, I know the cliche shit, but I'm talking business, and, I, and you're not watching this for lawyer shit. So <laughs> business just does not matter. College loans that you can't even declare bankruptcy to get out of. College is the racket, zero reality that gives you a piece of paper that does not map to anything that's going on in the real world. Send this email to mom. Sorry mom, fuck off. 
I don't want you to wrap your self-esteem into little Johnny's life so you can tell your fucking friends that he goes to Dartmouth. He's gonna fucking lose. Get him the fuck out. <laughs> Dude, so that guy yeah. is a gazillionaire now, right? I mean, right. I, I don't know if you've heard his story. It's pretty cool. If, he, if you guys don't follow him, when it comes to business, that guy's a genius. Yeah. yeah he started this online bit, you know, wine company when he was like 14 years I'm old so or something scared. like that. I'm and and that's and that's pretty much what he does. He'll if you go watch his videos, he will tell you exactly how to use this phone, yeah. and how to go in and who to like, how many likes, how many people, yeah. and it, he creates this network mm-hmm. that that gives you a roadmap. Sure. So if you want to get followers, you want to get customers, you want you just start following mm-hmm. like people. Sure. And it's funny because I took my phone and I got on TikTok the other night. And I just started looking for granite people, just guys that do granite. Yeah. And they're on there. There's videos on there. I started posting a few. Next thing you know, I'm getting followers in my same field. And now, you know, it, it's an instant networking tool where it used to be. Well, which which to is great. Go, go out no, and meet people. Let's not downplay yeah. how cool that is. Absolutely. No, no, it's all, it, it that is part cool of it thing. is awesome. But you're a grown adult and you can kind of pick and choose the things that you yeah. want to follow and, and investigate, you know? These kids, though, it's like whew, they're being bombarded. They they don't know how to filter through all that. You yep. know, I mean, yeah. it's it's a bad deal. What and, about when we talk about something we want to buy, and three days later pops dude, up on all of our news? Three days, that's three crazy. minutes. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a scary thing for me. Yeah. I think, I think my wife is, uses that against me. Right? She's like, "Hey, we need a new couch," and then next <laughs> yeah. thing you know, I'm like getting couch stuff on. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's nuts. let's talk about fake profiles, Jesse. First of all, let's kind of introduce you a little bit. As to who you are, what you've been doing over the last year, you know, because we've only just, just like, uh, you know, Woody and I and, and you and Woody, none of us really knew each other before this this whole pandemic, pandemic, if you want to call it that, you know. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing, what your role is now. Well, I've known Woody for a while. I've been going getting haircuts for a while. I'm not yeah. going there and yell and tell him I was pissed off about the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, Woody would always tell me, get involved in different things. But uh, – when all this crap started going on, that's when it, it really started kind of getting to all of us. It's, you know, watching cities burn down and people whining about, you know, they poke the bear and then the bear bites and they want to say how they're a victim because the bear bit them. That doesn't um, happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we we got a group together and uh, we just basically were going to go out and make sure that uh, our community was safe and no one broke windows or beat anyone in the streets and... And uh, it actually it worked out pretty good. We we'd contact with quite different groups in the area, and we'd meet up different locations just to make sure everything was peaceful. We had med stations for anyone. Um, we did have we'd have yeah. Everyone says there were no Antifa buses here, but we followed them. Mm-hmm. We we would chase them around town and kind of get them out of town. Um, from there, we kind of did some different community service work, and it wasn't the type of community service work that I wanted to do. So I kind of branched off from that group, and we got another group together, about 90 guys, and we uh, we kind of do community service work that goes bumping at night. Yeah. And, uh, are, you know, are, you, are you able to tell us anything about that? or? Uh, yeah, and I kind of alluded. Uh, we work with a different two different nonprofit organizations yeah. where they'll kind of tip us off if, yeah. if they're not getting cooperation from different law enforcement or the law enforcement isn't taking the threat they have as serious as they should. We go and uh, we help help them get exploited children out of situations that they shouldn't be in. Um, we got a, got a couple different um, different motorcycle groups that work with us. Sure. Um, 
Now, yeah. some people might say, man, this sounds like vigilante justice, you know, which I'm not against necessarily. But You know, and I'm, I'm not either. Um, believe me, I, I wish it was vigilante justice half the yeah. time, but most of the time it's just trying to get someone into arms of someone safe, uh, whether it's a family member, one of these people that are trained, the therapist or whoever else to relocate and get these kids back to their families. You realize um, somebody's going to watch this and say that we're threatening violence, right? <laughs> because, because of this. You know, because, because you're helping children get back into a safe place, you know, um, people don't understand the good that people like you do. You know, that they see this threat of violence. And we talked about this quite a bit the other day, Woody, you know. Yeah. Now, people see this threat of violence and they automatically assume that you want to use that violence for bad. But how do you use violence or the threat of violence for good? You know, because there's bad people out there. There's bad guys out there. These people that want to talk to our kids that would love yep. to, you know, uh, have our kids in these sex trafficking rings that are going on. And, and we're blind and dumb to think that's not happening, you know. Mm-hmm. We uh, have them here. Women, women who are being abused, you know. I mean. Yep. Sci-Fi Corridor is big. It, it's huge. It's yeah, from, it from Sacramento to Washington. I mean, there's a lot of stops here. Um, we, were, we were getting involved quite a bit, and then uh, we were actually – kind of tipped off to back up a little bit and stop some of the stuff we were doing. So we've kind of backed up unless it's actually to go and help relocate the child. Got gotcha. you. Um, we different things. I mean there's stuff that uh, you know, we've been called by people who kids have been kidnapped by ex husband and they go to get the kid and ex husband beats her up, things like that. And we've been situations where minors now, have been wouldn't somebody say, well you should call call the cops, get the cops involved, you know? We before we take anything, we actually go through everything. We we yeah. want to see cases. We want to see what it is. Because last thing we want to do is get in a situation where we shouldn't be in because it's just someone, sure. you know, telling us a situation that isn't a real situation. Um, we do pick and choose on a lot of different things what we want to get involved with if law enforcement has been contacted. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple times we've worked alongside with law enforcement. Yeah. Um, not not here in this area. This area generally, uh, you know, there is a law enforcement a little south of this town that uh, they've actually been, they have a good program and they've actually done a lot of good with getting kids out of these situations that they're in. That's great. Um, You know, law enforcement seems to so often just be reactive, right? I mean, there are so many calls coming in that they don't have the time to really go out and exploit these kinds of things, you know? And there's task forces and there's people that are dedicated to these kinds of things, you know, but for the most part, you know, even in law enforcement, you're... Always reactive. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I was not reactive. Uh, the highway patrol is predominantly proactive. Mm-hmm. All day long, I drive up and down the highway. I see cars. I don't know who's in the car. I'm enacting stops. I'm ma- the one making contact with somebody. The only mm-hmm. time I get a call is if there's an accident, somebody's broke down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't get the calls of the domestic stuff and the city stuff. The so, a bit different. so I'm out all day long, and if I stop 35 people... I didn't know out of those 35 people, I knew nothing mm-hmm. other than they were violating a vehicle code section. Yeah. That was it. And there's been plenty of times, hey, that guy happened to have drugs, loaded weapons mm-hmm. in the car. You know, I never knew what I was getting into. So, you know, for some people that was a little unnerving. Um, for me, it, it was just kind of my own little niche. It didn't really bother me, but that was the main reason why I went to the department I did is because I didn't want to be reactive. I didn't want to go to those domestic calls and, sure. and to deal with that aspect of it. I wanted to do my own kind of my own thing. And that's, you know, for me, I, I was an expert in DUI. I uh, did a lot of drug busts, 
you know, the interdiction and all that kind of stuff. So it, that was kind of my own little niche. And it was what I wanted to do with it. It wasn't, oh, hey, we got this call of this house. And no, it was me seeing a guy going down the street at 2 o'clock in the morning on a bicycle without a light. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here we go. One of my, yeah. one of my buddies that's in law enforcement, he said, he said in his department, which they're totally understaffed, but he said there's two kind of cops. There's call takers and then there's hunters, you know. And he said, there's nothing a hunter hates worse than taking calls. I mean, you got to do it, but he's looking to go. He goes in early, mm-hmm. looks through, see who's want, who's got, who needs approached and, and wants to go after those guys. But half the time he ends up spending the whole time just, just taking call after call. Yeah. You know, yeah they're just super short. Get sidetracking for sure. I'm sure that's yeah. frustrating. No. Yeah. No. And it's. We, 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 we got involved with some things we probably shouldn't have in the, in the very beginning. We were kind of new at everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's meth house selling, selling heroin or whatever to 16-year-old kids. And we've kind of went yeah. and put, uh, put the scare in people and, sure. and uh, kind of realized that really wasn't our spot. It wasn't, you know, something we should do, although the people around them appreciated it. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, my thing is kids. And if someone wants to say you wanted the threatening violence – when it comes to kid, damn right. Yeah, you, you want to harm a kid in any way, then I I will say it right here, clear as can be. I will threaten violence. Sure. sure. Yeah. It's. I mean, that's my that's my moral compass. And, and this is a conversation worth having, right? Because the word violence denotes that you're doing something bad against somebody else, right? Or that you're infringing on the peace of society or whatever, you know. But I think violence is a tool, you know, and, and it's a good tool. But violence without morality. Is bad, right? Oh, 100%. absolutely. Violence mm-hmm. with morality. And listen, people are going to listen to this. I can already see the social media <laughs> warriors, you know, commenting on the on this, you know. But but I'm telling you, you know, that violence with with morality, there is righteous violence, right? I mean, and I Chris, think that's important. And Chris what do you, Kyle, that's a big part of who you are. Yeah, yeah. Chris Kyle, remember in, in his book, he said, uh, I forget if it was his dad that said it or a quote from him, but he said, contrary to what your mama says. Violence does solve problems sometimes. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And sometimes that's fighting just, solves things. It does. Well, and that's the way that things used to be. And not that I promote fighting or the, or the violence, but you didn't get to, you didn't get to say what anything you wanted to say to somebody no. before but social yeah, media. Yeah. So now you know there, there's that was right on cue, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, there's there's all these little memes that come out, and they're like, hey, don't don't let your keyboard. You know, sign off more than your teeth can handle. That's yeah, right. you know, yeah. and well, it, don't look at your Facebook self. Let your real self get your ass whipped. Or something yeah, like that. you know, yeah, yeah. but but I mean, yeah. th- there. It, but in society, whether you like it or not, there is a pecking order. Yeah, yeah. and no matter how, how bad you think you are, there's always somebody else coming down the block that's better. Oh yeah. yeah. But if you can't figure out that pecking order, you're going to struggle in life. You're going to do things in life that you don't reap any consequences for. And I think that's it was a big thing, you know, growing up that hey, you learned real quick. There's certain people you could say things to and certain things you could say and certain things you couldn't. And, you know, from everybody's got that line in the sand. 
hey, I'm I can only tolerate somebody saying X. And if somebody says Y and Z, you know what what gets to me, man. Like I'll tell you what gets to me. If if I'm being completely frank, it's not what people say to me. Right? You can call me whatever name and say whatever you want about me. That's not the stuff that gets to me. What gets to me is the fact that you would never say it to my face. And that you're getting away with saying these things without ever giving me the opportunity to face you. In Are you person. defining a That's coward what gets right under my now? Skin. It's not the things that you said or how you said it. It's the fact that you're hiding yeah. and saying it. You know, it's 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 cheap. It's cowardice. If I have something to say, what happened in the days where you had to talk shit to somebody's face? You know, well, if you didn't like them. Well, and the and you know. the bottom line is really respect. I, I mean, people say stuff about you. You know, if you're going to do the things we do, you you got to get thick skin right but but being disrespectful to to me that's kind of my line because i'm never disrespectful to somebody i always give it but you know it's like john wayne the john wayne line you got to expect it in return too sure and i hate that man yeah i'm 54 years old to be a gentleman with you over (laughs) to begin with (laughs) you start you know and you're a gentleman and you never lose that but for me personally, you know, I, I get called a bully because when somebody attacks me first, I can be really ruthless and really mean in return, you know, and I know that about myself, you know, and I think that comes across like, oh, Carlos is a bully. I'm like, no, I'm not the bully. The bully is the one that goes around picking on people. I don't go around picking Poking on people, people you know, yeah. I'm on my own business. <laughs> so I have my platform. I have my agenda. I have the things that I'm talking about, the people who are doing this with me and I'm doing this with you guys, you know, but then somebody comes in and they want to say something. Right. Yeah. Well, you want a response, and because my response is maybe a little bit more aggressive, more violent in nature, you know, <laughs> more threatening in nature, just because you know it's my personality. I don't know, you know. Then you're the bully. So you can't be a strong guy. You can't be a tough guy. Everybody in this room is a tough guy. I know that personally as a fact. Okay. People don't like that. If if you're a tough guy, they want you to sit down. You know, they don't want you to to say anything because people might be offended until you're, they you're, need the tough guy until they need the tough guy <laughs> and, 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 and that always comes up yeah. and, and in a lot yeah. of ways though it I, I like to consider myself to be a kind person no. you know in general i mean i would do anything for somebody if, you, yeah, if no you're a genu- you. if you're a genuine person and i don't go looking for trouble ever trouble comes to my door okay now we'll just handle that that issue but yeah people don't like a strong personality. A strong personality Trump. today. People hated Trump because of his personality. If you have a strong personality and you walk in the door and into a room and people can just sense, not an arrogance, but just a confidence about yourself, the way you carry yourself, the way you walk and everything else, to a lot of people that's off-putting because to them it's threatening. Well, no, it's not threatening. It's only threatening because you feel threatened. I haven't done anything but be here and be me. Yeah, you know that's and, a good point. You know, yeah, so yeah. you know when people like you said they they call you the bully, you're not being a bully. You're not picking the fight. Mm. You're just willing to finish it. Yeah. The the problem is is all these people that want to do this victim mentality and he's Carlos a bully, Woody's a bully, Jesse's a bully, well, whoever it is. The the problem is is these are the kids that didn't get picked on as kids. They or even females that didn't get their hearts broken as a kid. Now they became an adult. Their mom coached them through everything their whole life or their dad or whoever coached them through everything. They became adults and then this happens and they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 conflict I, resolution isn't taught in school. No, it, it was when we were in school, you had conflict managers or whatever. And there was mm-hmm. a, in, there was a problem. They would go and try to talk you out of it. Each would express themselves and you'd go home, you know, feeling happier. You'd go fight down the street, Ooh, pick the guy we, up after he knocked him in down. a locker room. Yeah. We, we, we had a coach, a PE coach, 
Cook Junior High School. It was a pretty rough junior high school in Santa Rosa, California. And we had this PE coach that loved to solve problems with fights. He didn't want to send the kid to detention. They didn't want to go to the principal's office. You know, if two guys had a problem, you were dealing with it in the locker room, you know, and, and that was it. You never let anybody get seriously hurt, you know. I mean, a fight lasts, what, 10 seconds, you know. Yeah. You, yeah. Boom, 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 and it's over. Especially then, in middle school, it's like, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> and every, every how one, much pain or can you inflict? But, but, you know? but I'll tell you what, nobody ever walked out there angry. Butt, yeah. Nobody ever left that locker room with a grudge right. or wanting to get back at the guy. It was over. You yeah, shook his hand, you shook his hand, that, was, that it. was it. You either quit running your mouth or he quit running his mouth. And it doesn't happen on social media, though, that, that point where, remember, everybody can think of that one time where you you stepped over the line. Your, your, your mouth overloaded yeah, your, your butt, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh crap, this wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pay for this. consequences, yeah. right? But there's none of that anymore, not with social well, media. Well, and I think that's part of what, what everyone's talking about. Our stories were just a little bit behind it, all this technology curve to where there was those things were settled rather than build yeah. and i think that adversity to anything violent or holding a line as you see now they're going to go do a mass shooting oh yeah or that kid would have probably gotten in a few fights or something mm -hmm. you know but there's no outlet for any of that and they get bullied behind a screen or they get pent up and they're not encountering other humans and there's just then it just explodes so it's like, oh, we can't promote any violence at all. And it's yeah. like, I mean, I don't know the statistics, that, I mean, but how far do you think we have to go back? And I would guess, if I'm, and I'm guessing, I'm speculating, but I think we'd have to go back a minimum of 30 years to find that there isn't a mass shooting. In other words, it's all that's yeah. it's, it's it was, all been in these newer well, Colin, generations. Also Columbine. Columbine was Columbine. the first. That was like real. the first was one, like right? Ninety six, ninety seven. Okay, so oh, yeah, I was so I was pretty school, close. So, yeah. You know, yeah, about yep, twenty five years. So well, you, you go back before that. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't have these incidents. No, no. You know, so because people were allowed to fight. And you that know? weird kid got his ass whipped and learned real fast that you can't be a weirdo, you know? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. right? there was as many guns per capita Jesus Christ. that timing, right, as now. So the yeah. guns aren't the issue, duh, right? So what social pressures or cultural issues have, have sprung and gone out of control in 30 years? Because it, it was a major, like SWAT team, being a part of that, you had to study the heck out of that. Mm -hmm. And being one of the two medics on the team, for a while the only medic on the team, I was like, Great, I'm going to be the only one with access to a whole entire school with 20 kids shot. Sure, when it's still a hot zone, you know. So it's a major study of a major issue right now, and a lot of people want to patch it with this, just ignoring any violence or any of the the masculine energy. Where we want to solve stuff, we're problem sure. solvers, and we want to solve what this disagreement is. Let's solve it then. Sometimes yeah. words work. Sometimes you might get in a little scuffle. Well, like, you didn't where stab, the you didn't shoot, you, you didn't do all those things. For authority no. too back yeah. then. Yeah. But that's where the hypocrisy jumps in and, and blasts you right in the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants the police anymore. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, a guy walks into a school with a pistol or a, or a rifle. You don't want the cops. They want the cops there, and they don't want They don't want them standing outside waiting. And they don't. No, they 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 want me to go in. They they want me to run to the danger. Sure. To they, protect. They want a but strong personality in that moment. Yeah. You can't yeah. be, va oh, should I go in or not? Remember the guy hiding yeah. in you the bushes know? in Florida? That I was going to say, yeah, yeah. School safety officer, yeah. yeah. He got fired. Well, he should have. Well, he got fired and, and yeah, maybe. Dang. 
maybe had a few scuffles along the way after that. Oh, I'll bet. (laughs) Yeah, he had to move states at minimum, you know. But, yeah, it's a major major issue, and you can see the systemic issues when we can jump from topic to topic that's fueling that. The part of it was a a loss of a respect for authority, you know. I mean, like, I was scared of my teachers, Mm -hmm. most of them, especially the male teacher. I was scared of my principal for dang sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Kidwell gave me a pretty good swat on the hiney a few times. You know, <laughs> but you if you talked you back, if you talked back, you went home and your dad beat your ass with a well, belt. That was the bottom yeah. line. You that know, was the that, ultimate that's, fear. Oh. The so, so I got I got a good story for you guys. So I'm in high school and I've got a driver's ed teacher, and I'm not going to say his name because the, the guy was amazing. And he was there was also the sex education teacher. And so my senior year, I was a teacher's aide. And this is like the difference between like my kids growing up and and me. So every day I would go to the student store and I'd grab a couple donuts for him and me. I'd come up into class. And it was just me and him. He didn't really even have a class. It was just he and I. It was a bogus period, basically, for credits. So I'd walk in one day. I didn't have donuts. Well, he happened to be also a, a black belt karate instructor at one of the schools in town. He's like, where's the donuts? I'm like, well, they were out, man. <laughs> Blam, he blasted me right in the chest and <laughs> blew all my books out of my hands and everything. I mean, I, I went back like three feet. I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, yeah. he's like, don't ever come back empty-handed. Jeez. And, and, and I didn't go home and tell my parents yeah. and be like, oh, m- the teacher hit me today and this and that. Nope. I, I knew he wasn't trying to hurt me. Right. You know, yeah. it, it was one of those just those male growing moments that you know, he he wasn't trying to take my my character away. He wasn't trying to demean me. It was just you know, he, he was just proving a little point like, hey, don't come in empty-handed, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and but that's the difference today. If that happened today, guaranteed, the majority of kids are coming home going, hey, this is what happened today. Yeah. And I just, it to me, it wasn't something that that was that was wrong. You know, right. I didn't look at it that way. I just I was like, I love this teacher, and he was awesome. And I knew where I was going, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I know I had a similar experience in high school too. where I talked back to somebody or, or said some stupid shit to somebody at, at a McDonald's across the street from our high school, Santa Rosa High. And I thought I was being funny, you know, with my friends or whatever, I thought to somebody. And the guy took my head. He said, I said, come over here. And I was brave enough, you know. I thought I was funny <laughs> enough to walk up to him. Guy by the back of the head and boom, split my head over the railing inside of McDonald's, you know. In that moment, I didn't think I'm going to go tell my mom or dad or call the police. I was like, dude, I'm going to go wash myself off. I'm going to get out of here. I was embarrassed. You know, the last thing I ever wanted to do was go tell my parents what just happened. You know, but that's a different mentality back then. Now, now these kids would be like recording it, first of all, right? Calling their parents, calling the cops, calling the school counselors, calling getting everybody involved. It'd be a mess. I mean, that guy would be in prison. You know, and, and I was, it's probably I was, good for you though. I, no, I've said over and over again that if I knew who that guy was, if if I could somehow figure out who that guy was and go back in time, I would send that guy a Christmas card every year, telling him <laughs> thank you, you know, thanks for teaching me a lesson. You know, switch gears a little bit. And we're talking about the fighting stuff, you know, and how kids are just aren't afforded the opportunity to fight. You know, at a young age, like like we were, I feel like we were. I remember in two thousand three when I went to Officer Cannon School uh, for the Marine Corps in, in Quantico like day two or three they sit us down in this classroom and there's about 40 45 of us in in one platoon and our platoon commander uh robert mcclellan remember the guy's name because he was an amazing individual you know he says okay how many of you guys have ever been in a fist fight you know this is 2003 you know you take 40 45 guys between the age of 22 and 27 you know you figure everybody raise their hand 
there was two of us that raised our hand, me and one other guy. He said, you guys are going to be okay. The rest of you guys better figure out where the fuck you are, you know? And that stuck with me. You know, the fact that there's people that there's, how do you even get through life without ever tasting your own blood? You know, and this is a serious topic for me personally. I mean, this is like Carlos Zapata's topic he loves to talk about because uh, I'm like, is it that you're just a non-confrontational type? Is that you've just avoided it? You've never, you know, said anything to anybody? I mean, I don't know. How do you get through life? How do you navigate your way through to be a male adult and never actually get into a fist fight? I, I don't know. You, you know? had to. You and had God to bless the guys who maybe do. And you had to adduct it. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. In 96, time. when I went through the Highway Patrol Academy, my class was the largest in history, 225 guys. And ladies, and same thing. They make you wrestle and they make you fight mm-hmm. while you're in the academy. And when we got to the fighting portion, there was three out of 225 of us that actually had been in a fight. Yeah, everybody else had never had that kind of confrontation. Yeah, and you know, it was, it was a. a now, big, do you think that's by design? I mean, let's talk about this. Let's get let's get a little bit conspiracy theory here, right? <laughs> like, like, is this like part of the? You know, I think it grows exponentially. Yeah. I think that is one of the most uncomfortable moments to cross that threshold. If I think back to some of my first fights, mm-hmm. I was either blinded with anger mm-hmm. or or I was like, oh boy, it's going, you know, and it's it's a it's highly uncomfortable and you don't know the outcome. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of the most wild things you're gonna do. But when you take those numbers and you have the majority, then the majority want doesn't want anyone else to experience that because they haven't felt that discomfort and then it just grows and it goes rampant, you know, and and I'm I'm not suggesting violence here, but I'm, I am saying like that, I think is one of the ways you end up perpetuating control to actually benefit society, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, a word anger. Yeah. And you use this word. You said the other day, what he said, we need to remind people why we're angry because people think we're crazy, right? Oh, you guys are crazy. You guys are on this crazy mission, you know, to take back your County to recall supervisors, blah, 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 blah. Why are you so angry? Well, let me remind you why I'm angry. And, and anger, again, like violence, you're told you're a bad person. If you're an angry person, well, they have anger management classes, right? Yeah. I mean, I some people should probably go to. from one of those ones. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. You know? Yeah. But, but, but that, that, that begs the question. So you've made it your whole life without ever being angry enough to fight for something. Right. Or you never stood up. Most of the fights I got in were either standing up for myself or for somebody Someone else. else. You know? Absolutely. Right. right. I mean, That's I'll never yeah, forget, me too. Standing know, up for people. God, my, yeah. my, my friend Daniel Allen, we were in sixth grade, and he was, no, fifth grade, fifth grade, and he was getting his ass whipped, man, on the playground, just getting thrown around by this kid who was in sixth grade. And I remember, I mean, I, I knew I was going to get whipped. I knew it. I was like, oh, here we go, you know, but I went over and I kind of pushed him. I was like, hey, leave my friend alone and got my ass whipped, you know, but. I never regretted it. I was like, you learned early on that it felt good. You know, that ass whipping didn't feel as bad as I would have felt had I not stood up for my friend. You know, yeah. well, and, it, and it goes down to like the activities that you did as a kid. You know, that's why I tell coaching football. You know, it's not just aggression; it's controlled aggression. Right. It's controlled anger. Mm-hmm. That you know, if we just had guys flying off the handle all day, you know, it'd be all kinds of cheap shots sure. and not, that kind of stuff. But to have controlled aggression is one of the most euphoric feelings you can have. That's a great thing about martial arts too, you know. 100%. I always just was in a, like a, a berserker rage when I fought when I was a kid, sure. you know, but yep. as yeah. you get older and if you can get into some martial arts and stuff and learn how to learn how to control it, then you're going to you're going to And that's you're going to control but, a berserker. And, and formats that, you know. like that are time forever. Yeah. Forever in our history sure. of human beings. That well, I mean, there's always been yourself. a form, format of that and I think that, it was funny because when you were saying that, it's like, wow, that'd be an easy person to control. 
mm-hmm. no one that is so passionate that they had to get pissed sure. or get in a fight over it or want to stand up for justice and, and yeah. go for someone and put themselves at risk. That's a passionate person. Well, that's not an easy person to control. No. Yeah. So if it is a control and just kind of keep you over here and happy motive that we're seeing more and more, well, that plays to it. Sure. So let's just perpetuate that. Because if sure. I get a, a guy that's willing to walk in the room like you, I mean, I'm not going to get the upper hand on, uh, you know, I can't control that guy. Oh, no, I'm threatened. But, but what are you trying to control guy. him? Yeah. Just live your life. <laughs> it's never the guy like people sitting at this table who have had to face that moment in time, right, in history where we're like, oh, shoot, do I flee or do I fight? You know, fight or flight, right? Right. Yep. And listen, sometimes you should walk away from a fight. There's times where you should de-escalate it. You can probably talk your way out of it. You can probably, you know, hey, listen. That's, oh, different. Yeah. that's different than fleeing. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. Yeah. But when you're faced with that decision of, of, of whether it's right to stand up and fight or whether it's right to go home and, and not fight, I mean, that's a decision you have to make. To me, I err on the side of, you know what, I cannot look in the mirror at the end of the night if I feel like I got punked, if I feel like somebody got the better of me. I mean, that's just me, right? I'm called ego, call it whatever, but th- th- that keeps me awake at night, okay? But this is what creates people who can get online, they can say whatever, because they've, they've never had to face that moment. They've never been faced with somebody who was actually going to physically harm them if mm-hmm. they said the wrong thing at that moment, right. you know? Right. And we're facing this now, and this is why, God, we, we've had over the last two weeks here in our county, we've had a story blown up to the point where it's been in the LA Times over a confrontation that I had with another man, grown man. A confrontation yeah. that should have been over in that instant and been done with and never talked about again but it's been picked up by the media. It's been picked up by people on social media, people that weren't there who have who are recounting their version of the story where they have no idea what they're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. that's another thing. You know, we, we could go off on is is people recounting things that actually never happened mm-hmm. with no recourse, with no. You know, no, they don't care about the facts. No consequence. They just they don't care about what truth is. But they're all experts. Oh, can I? Oh, if I can, if I can just, you know, if like the old thing we do when we were kids and you tell I tell Woody something and it goes around the room by the time it got Telephone, back to me telephonic it was, it, yeah, game or it was completely it different story and they don't and nowadays they don't care hey, hey as long as I'm getting it out there as long Let's as set I'm something trying, straight I mean this is kind of entertainment I guess you know for those watching who have heard of the story there's a glass of water in front of me I did this mostly with the glass you know I knew where that glass was going right I mean shoot <laughs> get, get away from me right hey get the hell away from me you stand in front of me Things that you've said on, on on social media whatnot, you know, you know how I feel about that. You know, I don't like it. Shoo, get out of here. There was literally a guy who was there at the bar who told the police that I grabbed a glass, threw it across the room and hit him in the head and the glass shattered on his head. I go, <laughs> how do you go from a glass spilling, the glass broke, you know, and it spilled water to he grabbed it, he threw it in his head, and the glass broke on his head. How do you, how do you get to that point? You know, is it just delusion? Well, is it agenda. narrative? No. Is it an agenda? They got an agenda. You know? yeah. An agenda. Yeah, you I mean, what happened in the movies in the 50s where the guy would get pissed off and he'd smack everything off the table? Yeah. You you know this sure. one. I'll slam your hand on the yeah. table and say something to someone oh, and get your point across. Now that's turned into like you're you're trying to threaten someone. It's like, no, quit with this threat shit. Quit, quit with your narrative, with if your If you never said anything about me, There'd be no confrontation. Absolutely. I wouldn't know who you were. I'd probably say hi to you, ask you how your day was going, you know? But you can't expect to say whatever you want right here. And we're all see me in person and have me not say something. It's it's wrong, and then we all get duped. How does it go viral? Because all of a sudden it's popular, right? And all they want is your eyes to flash that next ad. Sure. It's not some big 
you know, weird thing going on. How is this happening? Well, Facebook collects money off ads. Sure. As soon as something juicy starts going, they're going to pump it and use it to pump Nike ads, earbud ads. I mean, whatever. They just want your eyes on that screen. So I've actually made it a practice. Like if I see something that is doing that and it's just trolly, just shut it off immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it it's a kind of self filter because it's like that's it's hard just not toxic. to engage. And I'd it rather is. Not engage. It is hard. And I'm getting better at not engaging, mostly because I get kicked off or I can't engage. You know, but, <laughs> but, but I've gotten better at it. But I tell myself, and everybody you know knows me knows this about me that if I see you in person, we're gonna. I'm not gonna run up and punch you and hit you and start a fight. But I'm gonna say something about it. We have a yeah. confrontation. You know, I'm gonna because, check you on it. Yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. and I'll give you the opportunity. Let's call it that. I'll give you the opportunity yeah. to say it yeah. in person. There's also no cool down period. People read yeah. something, comment. Yeah. It's like if you had heard something and it was about such and such or they said that about you, you'd have to wait till class was over, go find them, whatever. Sure. And then the fight builds till you leave after school. They're meeting at the whatever, sure. you know, something park and they're going to duke it out. And then you, how many of those fizzled out? Because oh, you yeah. had a little bit of downtime yeah. to go, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. well, there is no I've, downtime. I've deleted, stuff. I, I've deleted stuff because, like, ah, shit, I was really hot at that point. You know? yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Let's do it. What do we got? Shaft Catamans says he was attacked by some members of the Red, White, and Blueprint group advocating for a recall of three Shasta County supervisors for posting parodies online. This is a problem. I don't think they should be able to just bully three of our supervisors into quitting, you know. But he says it led to Carlos Zapata showing up at the restaurant where he was working Tuesday night. He says Zapata threw a drink on him and then a few minutes later came around behind the restaurant and stepped back while a female friend pulled Blaze by the shirt so another man could punch him. Zapata wasn't available to go on camera. I spoke with him on the phone. He said he splashed a drink on Blaze when he knocked a glass, but this whole thing is an overblown minor incident. Saying about Blaze, he's an instigator and agitator. He makes it a hobby to instigate. We asked him to stop. This is being blown out of proportion by a person with an agenda. They're painting a picture here, right? Like with these terrorists, these insurrectionists. And all of a sudden, there's this villain, you know, Carlos Zapata, who attacked this poor, innocent boy, Nathan Blaze, you know. Record Searchlight reached out, David Benda, who's probably the second worst reporter in town next to Donnie Chamberlain. Uh, and then Mike Mangus reached out to me. They wanted to talk about the incident. My answer was like, what, what do you guys want to talk about? Like, so either I live in like some weird universe where I'm, where I'm completely naive to how stupid people are, or, or I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I'm like so almost disturbed by the news cycle, you know, and the rumor mill. I don't get it. Well, it's, I don't get it. It's funny because we watch yeah. this. We watched this. The RPD, yeah. Reading Police Department, said they did their investigation. It was just a single little And then top the LA one. Times came out and did this bullshit story about how the 
detective or, or the captain, right? Yeah. Poletsky pulled, said that, pulled that, that, that it was an erroneous report. And it, that's not ever what he said. He said, no, there was details that were left out, right? That people don't need to know. Public doesn't need to know because it's an investigation. But this is our report, you know? But there's nothing in there that was untrue or Oh God! And these people were celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl, you know. But now these people, out. these people now are trying to figure out how to essentially do the same thing. They 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 don't agree with the police report, mm-hmm. with the investigation. So now they're reaching out to the record searchlight to ask how they go about opposing what the investigation was from RPD. So essentially, you don't like what the RPD said. So now you want to know the legal ramifications. From a news source of what you could do to the police like department? LAPD, some sort of fucking authority on what actually happened. Yeah. You know? oh, hey, like, hey, by the way, you did something to me, supposedly. And I'm trying to get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. But the people that I called to inform that you did something... That I want to defund. Now, now said you didn't do that to me, and now I want a bitch and complain. Well, but that, that that's the caveat yeah. to this whole thing is... <laughs> so they're opposing them, so now they want to go against RPD and say they need to get rid of these people in RPD. Isn't that the same thing that the recall's doing against board of supervisors that they think are not suiting their best needs? So you're you're they're opposing us for saying we need to get rid of these three board of supervisors because they haven't met the needs of the community, right? And they're saying what how what crazies and lunatics we are, but then yet they're doing the same thing with a police investigator. Yeah, I mean, terrible. And that L.A. Times reporter, she was pretty creepy. Did you talk to her, the one that was? So I, I did. I talked to Haley, who yeah, I, we talked to before, and she, she's fine. Haley's know. fine, but the uh, other one that was Anita, the Nathan. other one, she, you know, she's a crazy leftist lunatic. Oh, you know? And I told her that on the phone. I said, "Look, I'm not stupid. I, I've read your articles. I know which way you lean. I know what you're gonna do with the story." So she, she came by know, the barber shop. She's condescending. And, and I've been interviewed by a lot of people the last year, but boy, pretty quick, I could, I was like getting a bad feeling about her you know and soon as she brought up the militia she got all serious and she was like you know a lot of people are very concerned about an armed militia running around and i was like oh really you just hung out for two days with an antifa member Mm -hmm. that went to portland and seattle and participated in all that you know as far as i know blm and antifa have burned 270 cities across the country how many militias have burned a city Uh, absolutely or started any violence around the country can you name a time but see they don't care about facts no they have an agenda they're pushing yeah yeah they'll just spin it to what what they want to spin it to yeah i know people were asking me you know what's going on with that i'm like nothing it's nothing just quit, and they'd be like, oh. story. Because I would have nothing for. I'm like, it's yeah. nothing. It's literally nothing. If I feed into this story. in any way, it just yeah. perpetuates their yep. BS. Yep. And I didn't even want to touch it. You know, I was like, nope, yep. there's nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to my buddy, make sure he's good, and be done with there's it. There's still a percentage of people, though. I think for the most part, most people don't trust the media, and especially our local media is terrible here. Yeah, and it's terrible nationwide too. But th- there's still a percentage of people that were calling me or stopping by. And- what did Carlos do? You know, people that yeah. should know better. Yeah. It's like, right. well, I had people say messages, you know, you should have known better than, than to go into that restaurant where we worked. I go, I, I've been going in there for two to three days, three days a week for forever. <laughs> you know, my wife yeah. and I love to go there. We know the owner, we know people there. You know, it was never an issue that he worked there. I never went there looking for him, you know, and, and he says I was. He says I went there and looked for him. I and mean, it's the same. Be further from the truth. If I'm looking for you, dude, it's not at your place of work and it's not with my wife. <laughs> Just know that. Yeah. 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 So come on. But and it's just the same old. Now it's a great distraction. 
Yeah. That's all it was. It. Now, right, we're going to look back what happened during the recall in this time. What did Modi do in the background? All we're oh, talking about Modi is did Carlos, did Carlos actually hit him or not, or what happened? We saw what like, Modi did, Who cares? Right? That's a distraction. No, Don't I, get I distracted. Didn't, didn't, you, know? you didn't see what Modi did? No. So Modi even admitted to I mean, he said it. He offered this information in the regular searchlight article where Modi reached out to Nathan, the quote-unquote victim, right, mm-hmm. to make sure he was okay, you know, because he was worried about him, and just, you know, to, to make sure that he knew how to fill out a police report and a restraint order, yeah. you know. So he coached him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's unlawful or, or what code or law he broke, right? But talk well, about unethical, unethical, if anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah unethical, and it sure. looks like shit, you yeah. know. Yeah. Smoke screen though. Yeah, it was smoke guy. screen. Uh, yeah. uh, Morty is like my number one guy now that he's got to go before anybody. I, I agree. I like, said that like, a year oh, ago. Dude, I, yeah. Like the day that he gets recalled, I'm throwing the biggest party ever. Oh, yeah. 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 I can't yeah. wait. We can make a holiday in Shasta County, Leonard Day from yeah. then on every year. Jesus. We'll party. Well, and if that isn't a picture of where he probably sits in the ranking, that's who he partners with and goes and talks to to get help. And you've got business owners and organizers and <laughs> yeah. people that are moving in the community. And he's going to go to an Antifa guy that's gone around and done pretty much what the whole nation yeah. fears to happen in their town. I, I wonder what And he goes, thinking. hey, can you, I want to make sure you feel okay. And, and then actually sides with them. And the media does. He's out of his mind. I mean, it's listen, I have nothing against Joe Comenti. You know, I, even Mary, like I, I think she's like a crazy old lady, you know. But I, I, don't, I don't despise her. Leonard... Dude, that's like a villain. That's a bad dude. Like that's a guy who needs to go for a lot of reasons, and he's yep. been getting away with shit for a yeah. lot of years. Well, okay, well how does it look for the for jury, that he goes you know? and he backs this guy and then ends up with egg on his face? Yeah, yeah well, it's I like love it. uh, I love it. Oh, Really? There you go, yeah. bud. That was well, like, yeah, that was like you didn't three think that days, one through. Yeah. Three days after you know, he got terrible. in trouble for using emergency services to take care of his own house during the car fire. Well, right. that's it. Yep. It was it was yep. smokescreen. Yeah. Look yeah. at this. I'm going to throw this Distract- out there. Oh, and Distract then, and then you. You, you, you guys all saw him, and we got we got to wrap this up real soon. Uh, the press conference they had before yeah. oh, the US yeah, meeting. I right? know. Yeah. Outside to to investigate us, say that we were being funded by dark money. You know, people were going to be really surprised when they saw where our money was coming from. I loved when John went up there and he's like, "Hey, it's it me. was me, guys. Yeah, it's me. But it's over here. It's my money. You know, and, and just to do this, it's all smoke screens. It's all a distraction. And here's my thing. And, and unless you guys have anything else, you know, I want to end with with this thought. If I'm a supervisor, a sitting supervisor, and I'm being faced with a recall. My answer is go ahead and get the signatures. If you can get the signatures, I'm out. Great. That is the way our system is built. If you're so confident that you did nothing wrong and there's no reason to recall you, then the people should side with you, right? You shouldn't be able to. Why are you fighting it? Yeah. Why why are you fighting it? Let the people decide. They know better. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I do have one thing that ties to that. Mary Rickard, I signed the petition to recall Mm -hmm. and I got a certified. uh, As a proponent, correct? Yeah, as a proponent, right? I get a certified mail letter and it's from her attorney. That's how you're as that's your reach to your supervisors. I have such an issue. I signed something Mm -hmm. and as a leader and proclaimed equipped and able leader, I only hear from her attorney. You can't even call the person, the voter, the person in your so-called community and say who you represent, (laughs) who you (laughs) represent. I, I mean, if I was, I think that's a decent thing to ask of a leader. Absolutely. Hey, I've got 30 people so mad they're pushing this recall through. I better call them. Like, hey, what is it? And instead, it's a 
attorney letter. You know, I'm meeting it's with just you. so like, bad. I'm, I'm meeting with that group. I'm trying to set something up, you know, so yeah. we can have a, some open dialogue about things that maybe I can change, you know, because yeah. I don't want to get recalled, you know, but yeah. hey, you know, let's at least have a conversation. Or, yeah. or have some, some fucking accountability. Yeah. That's what's missing is it, it, all of us in our businesses and our day-to-day life. We have accountability. If I go into somebody's house and I screw something up, the first thing I want to do is make it right. Mm-hmm. Okay, what happened? How did it go wrong? Okay, great. What can we do to make this better? What What is the avenue? Open the dialogue of how do we make this a compromise where you feel like you're being taken care of, I feel like I'm taking care of you, and, and work it out. Yeah, The accountability has gone out the window because they feel too powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The minute you feel too powerful or power over another individual, you, you it, just honestly, if I felt that way about anybody, I wouldn't have accountability. Sure. Right. I don't have to. And it, it really wouldn't have mattered by that point, though, once they voted to close the county, destroy businesses. I don't care what they came and met with me about after that and wanted sure. to talk about. Sure. I'd just be thinking, yeah, the, the, the this guy's unconstitutional yeah. and I want him gone. There, there were kids that they, I mean, their prom's a big deal, graduation's a big deal, oh, yeah. scholarships for sports, like they were robbed. Mm-hmm. There's kids that were robbed. There was one whole year that was robbed of childhood. She's going to graduate in a couple of days, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, just to have that experience taken from you for what? You know? Yeah. But, and to yeah. say, oh, they're good people or whatever. Or, Is that a good leader? I just gave you an example. Yeah. Is that someone that deserves to be sitting in a seat yeah. voting on things that can change your life? Sure. Sure. They can't even make a phone call. They can't even set up a meeting. Nothing. Don't even care to just here my attorney will do this for me for free. Yep. For, yeah. You know? There you go. Weak. All right. Let's go eat some Chick-fil-A or something. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> we're, we're a little pump in there awesome. Chick-fil-A. Where's, where's my sandwich? <laughs> 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 I thought we were going to be eating during this deal, right? Yeah. Right, right on.